This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. I cannot believe it's already March, but I am so excited because March is one of my favorite months out of the year because of the big dance. Oh, yeah. March Madness, baby. The big tournament begins next week. So what you have to do is make sure you head to betonline.ag and open an account today because you got to get in on their $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, which starts on March 15th. And yes, I said a hundred thousand dollars and i also said march 15th so you don't have a lot of time to enter y'all and the thing is you don't need to be a hardcore gambler or anything like that to get in on the action okay with multiple entries available it's this season's best chance to cash in and remember the nba and xfl are still going strong so whatever your passion is Bet online is the place to be for all your betting needs. So again, visit our good friends and exclusive partner, Bet Online, to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Yes, they are the best in the business, I promise you. Sign up for a free account and make sure you use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for your 50% sign-up bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. the shotgun. Carr's going to throw. Pumps. Looks end zone. Throws for the end zone. Wide open. James Jones. Touchdown. Raiders. I'm not a big gambler. I only play the slots because you know what they say. Scared money don't make money and I got scared money. Rodgers to the end zone. has not coached since 2008. So what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. What's up, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at Bet Online and Untuck It. We are recording this on Monday, March 9th. I'm Fallon Smith. We got my guy, James Jones. And while most of us uh, <laughs> lost an hour of sleep... James mm-hmm. did not because he lives in Arizona and you yep. guys don't have to change your clocks, man. So you guys don't participate in daylight savings time. So while I'm over here kind of tired mm-hmm. with the hour less of sleep, you you chilling. We just stay the same over here, man. Do you know what I mean? Just stay the same. <laughs> wake up. Still feel fully rested. I'm all good over here. That's love. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. I mean, licorice and all that type stuff. I'm, I'm chilling. This is terrible. James is literally <laughs> eating licorice right now, guys. And it's 10 a.m. his time. It's noon where I'm at, so it's lunchtime. Uh, but Breakfast of champions right mm-hmm. here. And then you complain about gaining weight post-football career. But anyway. It's all right. 
I know. I'm over here crying about gaining 30 pounds while I'm pregnant. Oh, you're pregnant. That's the best. That's the best excuse in the world. I you guess. shouldn't even feel bad about that. I guess, but I need to stop eating the way that I am. I like literally cried today when I got on the scale, but we ain't gonna talk about that. Feed the baby, man. Feed the baby. I know. I know. This is what happens when you're vain and you're pregnant. I need to get my life together. Anyways, um, we actually have a busy show, surprisingly. Um, we're going to go over some Raiders news and rumors real quick. Um, we were going to actually answer mailbag questions. We had a ton of mailbag questions come in, but we are not going to do that anymore because guess what, guys? We ended up getting a guest. And so I don't think you're going to be mad about that, Raider Nation. He's one of the Raiders' standout rookies from the 2019 season, Mr. Mad Max Crosby. So he's going to be making his second appearance on Keeping It 300, this time with James Jones. Last time, James was not available. So make sure you stick around for that. But uh, first, let's start with the Raiders' latest news and rumors. So... According to your NFL Network colleague, James, Mike Garofalo, the Mm -hmm. Raiders are interested in bringing in quarterback Marcus Mariota during free agency. Now, before I get your reaction (laughs) to that, Mm -hmm. let me lay a few things out. So we all know Mariota is a former first round pick, number two overall in 2015. And then back then, Mike Mayock, as all of you guys know, was the NFL Network's draft expert, and he had Mariota as the top-rated quarterback in that draft class ahead of Jameis Winston. Um, Mm -hmm. And during that time, Mayock compared Mariota to Colin Kaepernick. And also in 2015, Gruden was an ESPN analyst, of course, and he said, quote, he's a legitimate dual-threat quarterback. This kid Mm -hmm. is going to be the still of the draft. So high praise for Mariota. We know Gruden and Mayock uh, like the guy, still like the guy. Um, clearly things didn't work out for him in Tennessee. Um, as you guys all know, you know, he lost his starting job to Ryan Tannehill. Titans made the playoffs, go to the AFC Championship game. Anyways, I have mixed feelings about this. I think mm-hmm. he's a solid veteran backup option and that he would push Carr at camp, but Let's be real, James. He's looking to start somewhere, and the Raiders do not need the quarterback drama this summer. That's number one. Uh, Number two, I think that he would be a better fit somewhere else, someplace like maybe Chicago, maybe Indy, maybe with the Chargers. So what do you think about all of this? Should the Raiders bring in Marcus Mariota? Well, I just just think what you said was very true. He's a solid, solid backup in this league. So if you're any team saying, okay, what are we going to do with our backup quarterback position? Then yeah, you should take a look at Mariota because he is a solid quarterback that could come in there and win you some ball games and make some plays with his legs and things like that. But a starter to get every team to where they're trying to go and every team comes into the season trying to win the Super Bowl, Marcus is not that guy. But a solid backup if something happens to the starter, absolutely. So if you feel like, hey, man, I really like this kid out of college, obviously we all mess up on the draft sometimes. You yep. know what I mean? That's why, that's why they're called bust. You know what I mean? And right now, Marcus could be on that bust side of it, you know, whether you thought he was going to be dominant coming out of college, Mayock and Gruden. But right now, when I look at the kind of offense that Gruden runs, Marcus is not that guy for this offense. Mm-hmm. 
Coach Gruden is a West Coast offense guy. Throw the ball all over the field, hand it off, ground and pound. Yeah, whenever you need to make a play with your legs, sure, go out there and make a play. But he ain't running no Baltimore Ravens offense and and things like that where he really wants the quarterback to run and all that every time. You need a quarterback that can slang the ball all over the field. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And Marcus is not doing that. So solid backup, absolutely. So I wouldn't be mad at the Raiders for saying, hey, man, if you want to come in here for the right price to be a backup quarterback for us, yeah, but he's nowhere near as good as D.C., though. See, I I agree, but I also wouldn't want him to be – you know, be a backup or at least signed as a backup because you already know there's going to be so much drama at camp. Like, oh, is Mariota going to push, you know, D.C. for the starting job? Like, the Raiders don't need drama right now. <laughs> yeah, but at the at the end of the day, competition is good for everybody. That's true. No, that's true. Iron sharpens iron. It's never, it's, yeah, it's never time to relax, never time to get comfortable. You're always striving to be the best. So competition is good for everybody. If DC go out there and see him out there, hey, he know I got to show up every day. Yeah. He got, and if he walk out there and they got, you know, an eighth round pick behind him, I still got to show up every day. That's yeah. just the name of the game. But solid backup in this league. Absolutely. All right. Well, with free agency looming, just nine days away, pretty excited. Uh, there are a ton of people trying to recruit players. <laughs> and um, UFC president Dana White is one of mm. those guys. Yeah, yeah. And to be quite honest with you, James, he actually annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> because here's why. He has been a Patriots fan his entire life, right? Um, mm-hmm. And now he, of course, lives in Las Vegas. That's where a lot of the UFC fights are. Um, and all of a sudden, he's going to jump on the Raiders bandwagon because they're moving to Las Vegas. Okay, cool. Be a Raiders fan. That's great. That's not why I'm annoyed. Him trying to convince Tom Brady to come to Las Vegas also didn't make me annoyed either. This is what kind of pissed me off. Him bringing Josh Jacobs on his Instagram live stream. And I'm Mm -hmm. also a little mad at Josh Jacobs, to be quite honest with you, because he didn't handle it in the best way, in my opinion. Uh, Let's just say if if I was Will Kiss, you know, the Raiders PR guy, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed because he has to do some damage control. Um, Did you watch it? Did you hear it? Mm-mm, you know it on Instagram. Okay, so I'm going to actually, I'll play it. It was all over Twitter as well, but I'll play it. So Dana White asked Josh, you know, what he uh, would think if the Raiders signed Tom Brady. And his reaction was a little shady. It for sure wasn't pro car. His initial facial expression when he was asked, you know, the Brady question kind of like irked me a little bit because he pulled the phone away from his face and he made this little funny face and then started laughing afterwards. Um, now, this is an audio podcast, so you can't see it, but take a listen. What about if we can get Tom Brady out to the Raiders? <laughs> look, hey, you know I can't speak on that. <laughs> hey, look, hey, no, but that's going to be an interesting. That's that's interesting, too, um, uh, with Tom Brady, man, and how his move. I just don't see him leaving the Patriots, honestly. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how it play out. Listen, if the Pat- I'm a Patriots guy, man. If the Patriots don't take him. He's got to come to Vegas and play for the Raiders. That's that's how I feel. So if you want to leave, if you want to leave anywhere, I feel like it should be there. Um, but we'll see how how it's gonna go. We're gonna try to make a big splash um, in, in Vegas the first year. So we're gonna see how it play out. Now, James, it's what he didn't say, which is what is a little alarming in my opinion. He didn't say yeah. one word about his current quarterback, Derek Carr. 
Now, I'm hoping it's just because, you know, he's a younger dude. He was caught up in the moment. He didn't handle it well uh, because a PR pro would have said, I don't know what Tom Brady is going to do. Obviously, he's, you know, one of the greatest of all time. But we already have a good quarterback in Derek Carr, and I believe in him. That's what a pro would have said. Yeah. Even if Josh doesn't really feel that way, you're kind of taught not to give the media bulletin board material. So, in my opinion, he should have known better. And if you actually got to see the video and you saw his facial expression that he made at first, you would have been like, ooh, that shade right there. And if I'm Derek, I'm kind of like, yo, bro, really? Yeah, yeah, I I agree and disagree at the same time because I kind of have a similar story. So we all know when I first came in as a rookie, it was Brett Favre as the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers as the backup. Yep. Right? After that first year, the media's coming up to everybody, and they're like, you know, what, what's going to happen at the quarterback position? And all the guys are giving the right answers. You know, hey, man, Brett's our guy right now. You know, Aaron's a backup. And, you know, they came to me, and I'm like, I want Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm like, but he's already on your team, James. I so. know, but I'm just like, I want Aaron Rodgers. And all these Packer fans never seen, like, Aaron Rodgers ball out in the game and all that. Man, yeah. they came down like, what is this rookie talking about? Get him out of here. Brett Favre's our quarterback and all that. And I'm like, hold on, man. Like, shoot, I like both these guys. I mean, I'm not saying, like, I hate Brett or anything like that. I love Brett, too. You know what I'm saying? They just asked my opinion. But it was like going – I said, Man, this is absolutely crazy. It's so, because you were a rookie and you kind of didn't realize yeah, what you were saying. I'm just yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just like, shoot, I want Aaron. And they like, no, no. And then the people to me like, hey, don't comment on this situation <laughs> no more. If they ask you about this, just say, hey, man, I ain't got no comment. Don't even get in on it. And I said, well, that's what I'm going to say because everybody trying to kill me and all that now. I said, this is crazy. But, I mean, he's a rookie. Dana White is, you know, trying to get the questions out of him. But, yes, I I really wish at least one time in there he would have said, hey, I love D.C. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm sure the Raiders, if he doesn't go back to the Patriots, will swing their shot at him and try to make a a splash out here in Las Vegas. But – I love Derek Carr as my quarterback. Something, but yeah, something no. like that. But he didn't even mention DC. Oh my God, yeah, that's that's kind of what made me. A little can't look bummed. too far into that. I though. know, I know, because I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> give him the benefit of the doubt and saying that he's yeah. a young guy. He was caught up in the yeah. moment. He was talking to the freaking UFC president. Yada yada yada. Whatever. All right, um, now to some recruiting that I actually endorse and appreciate. Um, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter. You probably haven't, James. But (laughs) Raiders corner Trayvon Mullen has been trying to recruit Dallas free agent corner Byron Jones. Um, We've mentioned Mm -hmm. on previous episodes we would love for the Raiders to sign Jones despite him coming with the high price tag uh, because they can afford it. Now, Mullen tweeted, somebody tell Byron Jones T. Mullen wants to get some work in. And then the next day he tweeted, I spoke to Byron, everything is all good. Then he had the little emoji with the sunglasses on, like the cool emoji. Yeah. Um, obviously, James, there are a ton of factors that go into, you know, the free agent process, money, the city, the team, etc. But how much influence do you think players have in recruiting other players? Um, I, I really don't know how how much the players have in it, because at the end of the day, it's it's about that dollar dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. And I've never seen any player recruit and say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna go up here and tell them I'm gonna take ten million less just so we could get you," or "I'm gonna go up here and tell them, look, I'm gonna give you ten million dollars out of my bank account so we could get you over here." So yeah. At the end of the day, yes, all fun and games. Like, hey, man, I would love to partner up with you, but 
It all comes down to the organization dropping that dollar-dollar bill, especially when you're talking about a big-time free agent. Now, if somebody gets released or something and they like, shoot, man, they older veteran or something, and they like, man, ain't worried about money, then that's when I feel like, okay, the recruiting process come in. Like, hey, bro, come over here, play with me. You've been wanting to play together and all that. But when you're a free agent like these big-time dudes like Coop and Byron Jones and all those, hey, man. It's about that dollar-dollar bill. So, hey, yeah, hey, I would love to come and play with you over there with the Raiders, man. But go up there and tell Gruden and Mayock and all that to drop that dollar dollar bill. And I will be there in that black and silver or silver and black. Silver like and Fowler black. Said. Come on. Come on, James. Silver and black. Like Fallon says, all the same thing. It means the same. Whatever. Whatever. But, yeah, so, you know, hey, it's cool. It's fun. But, hey, they offered me that dollar. I'll be there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last thing before we bring in Max. Um, I wanted to note that the Raiders are also interested, reportedly, in free agent corner Chris Harris Jr. And it appears his time in Denver is over as the Jaguars have agreed to trade A.J. Bouye uh, to the Broncos for a fourth-round pick. Uh, that, of course, won't be official until March 18th when free agency begins, the new year league or new year of the 2020 uh, league starts. In your opinion, if you had the choice between Chris Harris Jr. and Byron Jones, who would you rather see in the silver and black? Oh, wait, that's a very good question. And I know everybody's over here th- probably thinking like, very good question. It's Byron Jones, no question. He's younger and I'm, but with Chris, Chris is a dog. Chris, Chris play in the slot. Chris play outside. Chris is a champion. Chris know how to win. Chris been in that division. He know what to expect from all them quarterbacks and all them receivers in that division. You know, so the only thing that will lead me to Byron a little bit is because he's younger and you'll get him longer. Mm, yeah. We don't know how how much longer Chris has Chris has in him. I mean, Chris is a veteran, 10-plus years in the league, so we don't know how many more years he has in him at a high level, but – Right now, if we was talking about a one-year deal for, for each of them, I would probably take Chris. But if we're talking about a long-term deal and getting a guy in there that could be a franchise piece, you got to you gotta go with Byron Jones. I 300% agree but with I, you. <laughs> but I, I don't know why you don't try to get both. Because uh, it's going to cost too much if you're trying to get a, like a free agent linebacker, a big splash in that as well. Man, go draft you a linebacker. If you could get two good free agent corners and you already got two good safeties back there and go draft you a linebacker with one of them first round picks. Well, hey, what happened with your receiver receiver? You want to go back to back anyways in the first round. So now what? you're just going against your own strategy. No, I always want to go back to back with them receivers. But I'm just saying <laughs> if you could get... Because, I mean, I know Chris wants a lot of money, but it's not going to be people who's going to be banging at his door to give him a lot of money. He's going to have to take a short deal, and yeah. maybe you might get the money you want, but it's going to have to be like two years, 20 or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you could you could get two dudes for that. True. Yeah, very true. I'm going to be a heck of a GM when I get get up in that building. I'm telling you. My you're, t- this, you're starting your campaign trail right now. <laughs> my team going to be stacked. <laughs> Well, all I know is that Las Vegas is definitely an intriguing destination for free agents with the new stadium, the new facility, no state taxes. You get more bang for your buck when it comes to buying a house. It's so cheap out there. I know. I know. I can't wait for a free agency to be in. That's all I know. I can't wait to see what the Raiders will do. Um, With that said, we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, Raiders defensive end Mad Max Crosby will join us. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay, so I'm kind of breaking into my own podcast. Of course, after we recorded this podcast, we had some Raiders breaking news. 
No surprise here, though, but the Raiders announced that they have released linebacker Tahir Whitehead. Again, I'm not really surprised by this move. I spoke about it a couple episodes ago about how I do not see the Raiders bringing Tahir back. I see them cutting him for a few reasons. Number one, the Raiders saved $6.25 million in cap space by cutting him. Number two, and the bottom line is, he struggled in coverage. Um, I have nothing but respect for him, but he wasn't the linebacker that the Raiders clearly needed. And as we have discussed time and time again, the Raiders need a linebacker who can cover sideline to sideline, especially being in the AFC West. And obviously to here just wasn't that guy. And not to add insult to injury, I feel really bad even bringing this up. But of course, my guy with the AP, Josh Debeau, uh, he always tweets out some nuggets. So Tahir gets cut and he tweeted this out. Tahir had 941 defensive snaps last season and they are the most in the NFL for any linebacker who failed to record a sack, an interception, a fumble recovery, or a forced fumble. Man, sorry Tahir. And, and the sad part about all of this is Tahir is such a good dude, man. And, you know, he was a leader of that defense. He worked his freaking tail off. You can never say, you know, that he didn't play hard, that he didn't love being a part of Raider Nation, playing in the silver and black, because he loved every second of it. But, you know, guys, this is a production business you have to produce and unfortunately he did not Um, he's not the answer obviously for the Raiders at middle linebacker and again the Raiders save 6.25 million dollars in cap space which they can use and they need to use obviously in free agency they already had what 50 mil going into free agency that boosts it up and now you can really go after those big name free agents and I'm hoping they go after you know the big name linebacker free agents like a Corey Littleton with that said to hear I respect the crap out of you thank you so much for your services once a Raider always a Raider we wish you nothing but the best and I hope he finds another home and I hope he flourishes in the future so now I'm really going to take a quick break and when we come back Mad Max Crosby is going to join us, so stay where you are. Ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? Well, that's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Yes, they were not meant to be worn untucked, y'all. But untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, their shirts are the perfect untucked length. And with more than 50 fit combinations, untucked shirts look great on tall guys, short guys, slim guys, and athletic guys of all ages. Don't just take my word for it. Try Untuck It yourself. Visit untuckit.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. And they even offer free shipping and returns on all orders in the U.S. So you cannot beat that. Again, visit untuckit.com. That is U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. You won't regret it.
Now making his second appearance on Keeping It 300 is Raiders defensive end, Mad Max Crosby. And Max, the last time that you were on the pod, James Jones was actually busy working on the NFL Network. But I want to introduce you guys to each other because I just heard you have not met yet. No, I met Big Dog, I met Big Dog man. So I'm giving him fist bumps over here. He can't see me. What up, bro, bro? <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> man, chilling, man. Well, Max, you were supposed to come on uh, with us the day after the Super Bowl, but something came up. It's all good. I'm not giving hey, you a hard you just time. Just gonna bring that up? No, like you just I'm just saying. On us? That, hold on, <laughs> I say that. Hey, you're the one that said that he owes us I'll money. Say it. Max, Max, Max over there right now, like, I ain't coming on this thing ever again. She's shooting me out like that. <laughs> That's crazy. She, she, she exposed me in the first minute. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Crazy. It's all love, but James, it, James is the one that actually said that you owe us money, that you're going to be fined because you didn't show up for a meeting. <laughs> so anyway, stop giving me a hard time. But I bring that up to say this, though, Max. I bring that up to say this. James got all the praise Super Bowl weekend for pumping you up on the NFL Network. Why you deserve to win Defensive Rookie of the Year over Nick Bosa. Yada, yada, yada. But I just want you to know, in front of James, and James, you better be, and you better not start lying. Okay, you better not start lying. I want Go you ahead. to know finish, finish it was me. It was me. It was not James who was pumping you up on the podcast for weeks leading up to the NFL Honors event, saying you and Nick Bosa, you know, had similar numbers, but you should win because you carried a struggling defense all year, yada, 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 um, and that you didn't, you know, of course, have the same supporting cast as Bosa, et cetera, et cetera. Meanwhile, JJ was all in on Mr. Nick Bosa, but I convinced him not to sleep on you. I said, look up the numbers. Watch the tape. So let the record show. I did all the homework, and James took credit for it. Okay, so is it my is it my turn? Go ahead, go ahead, James. <laughs> okay, so it's my turn. All right. So listen, we were talking about defensive rookie of the year. She said Mad Max Crosby. I said, yeah, he has an argument, but there's no way that the NFL is going to not give this defensive rookie of the year to Bosa just because I yeah. know how the NFL works. I'm like, listen, yeah, exactly. it's not going down. Niners got all these primetime games. They win it. I said, it's not going to happen. So we get to the Super Bowl and they were like, okay, we got to pick somebody else other than Nick Bosa that you think should be defensive player of the year. And I said, well, you know what? Fallon did say, man, Max was balling. You know what I'm saying? Once a, ra- <laughs> yeah. once, a ra- once a Raider, always a Raider. So let me see what he was doing over here. So I'm like, oh, exactly. I said, Mad Max did have a pretty good year. I said, okay, give me Mad Max, man. I'm about to give Mad Max some props. But with all that being <laughs> said, I said, this is how the NFL works, Fallon. They're going to call Bosa's name no matter what these other rookies did. No matter what. No, Max, he said that after the fact. I could run the tape back, but anyways, we ain't going to go there. I said that during the podcast. No, no, you didn't say that. You actually said (laughs) Uh, that. You actually said that Nick draws more double teams and etc. And actually, the funny thing about that, he, he did, but I don't think he realized how much Mad Max was double teamed all year. He actually drew a higher rate of double teams than guys like Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Demarcus Lawrence, Joey Bosa. And although your win rate wasn't as great, you did end the year still with 10 sacks and you're a freaking rookie and you weren't getting much help elsewhere. (laughs) But point to the story is you were balling your rookie year. You deserve a lot of credit. You're a fourth rounder. 
Um, you played like a first rounder. And I just got upset that James took all the credit for me doing all the homework. So <laughs> just to let you know. Well, first, <laughs> no, it's all good. So first off, Fallon is saying James took all the credit because Twitter <laughs> went crazy. <laughs> James, James never came out and said, "Man, I'm the man." I let everybody know about man. I don't even. I don't even think I retweeted it once. You know how I am with social media. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, okay. I think, you know I mean? So just because you seen the world go crazy, you you think my head got big? Nope, I didn't even retweet once or none of that. I'm just sitting back over here chilling. But you take it off. You take it all the time. I know. From I Max talk, talk. I just had to like clear the air because that was really important for me just to clear the air. So, Max, I want you to nice sleep tonight, dude. Whatever. <laughs> shut up, James. Anyways, um, I just want to know: Were you like a little salty you didn't win, or you kind of knew this was how it's gonna go, and it kind of just fueled you for next season? Yeah. So, obviously, like James said, you know, um, you know, Bosa had a great year, and Bosa's a great player. Um, but honestly, you know, I feel like. It was my award to win. You know, I started ten games and got ten sacks. Um, so, you know what I mean. I didn't. I didn't start playing until a little bit later in the year. So, you know, honestly, me personally, I, I you know, I think I should have won it. You know, I'm super confident in myself and my ability and everything I do. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think I should have won it. But you know, I'm not worried about the past. You know, I'm, I'm worried about next year. I'm trying to double. You know, what I did this year at least. Um, and just be the best, you know, version of myself. What was your biggest takeaway from your rookie season? Honestly, the biggest thing for me was just the mental side, you know, just learning, uh, you know, learning football. I honestly, in college, I didn't know anything about coverages. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know too much. And now, you know, I spent 16 weeks in a, you know, or 17 weeks um, in a regular season. And I've learned so much about the game and, um, you know, learning from Coach Buckner, and now I got Coach Marinelli, and you know, all the coaches—they've been, you know, doing everything they can to, you know, teach me as much as they can, and get me as, you know, far as far mentally as I can, um, so I can, you know, go in next year and have even a bigger, a bigger impact. Man, Max, you know, this is this is keeping the tree hunted, but you know, I always keep a tree hunted, even walking around on the on the concrete. <laughs> You know, everybody out there, you know, it's a lot of offseason. Everybody been talking about is Derek Carter guy, is Derek Carter guy. Obviously, I'm a Derek Carr fan, and I say Derek Carr could take this team to the next level. And I'm always the one that's saying, but he needs the pieces around him on the defense and on the offense. And I said, the defense, the defense got to come out there and shut people down, too. I said, all these teams that was in the playoffs and won the Super Bowl, the defense showed up and they stopped people. Whether you have a Tom Brady, whether you have a Patrick Mahomes, whether you have a Jimmy G, the defense showed up. Everybody like that in the Chiefs office. No, the defense showed up in the playoffs, too. That's why they was able to win their games. So what does this defense have to do? to improve and get better to get the Raiders to the Super Bowl where everybody thinks you guys have the talent to get there. Yeah, so this defense um, is filled with a lot of young guys um, from, you know, every every position. You know, Trayvon, John Abram playing on the back end, me, Cleveland. Uh, yeah, so, you know, for us, we got to all be on the same page and work in unison. Uh, we got to... We gotta, you know, we gotta be better on every phase. You know, we, there's no reason why we should have lost to Jacksonville at home unless, you know, our last game in Oakland. We gotta be able to stop people. We gotta have people running sideline to sideline. Um, just players that, you know, 
are, you know, are, are putting their body on the line to try to, you know, save this team instead of, you know, worrying about Derek Carr. You know, people try to use Derek Carr as a, as a, you know, as a, as an out for why there's problems. And Derek is the reason why, you know, we've stayed in a lot of games and won a lot of games. Derek's a great player. Um, we have a great O-line. We have a great running back. We got, we got some good receivers, but you know, we, we just got to continue getting better. You know, everyone uses the quarterback as an excuse of, you know, why this and that, but Derek has done a great job. He, he was 70% completion. Um, he threw for over 4,000 yards. Uh, yeah, he, he did, a, he did a lot of good things for you and, and his team. And you, you know that, you know, James, you, you played with Derek. He's a, he's a special player. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm excited, excited for the future. Uh, I can't wait to see what, you know, what's about to go down in free agency and the draft. And, you know, we're just going to con- continue growing. It's crazy because me and James, you know, we defend Derek Carr. We talk about his numbers and we say all he needs is a number one receiver and at least a middle of the pack defense. Like a top 10 defense would be great. A middle of the pack defense would be good. But Derek Carr hasn't had neither throughout his entire career as an Oakland Raider, his six years in the league. It's been really, and no shade to you guys, but defensively, you guys have been near the bottom of the league statistically, year in and year out, including last year minus stopping the run. So you guys do talk amongst yourselves like, we have to be better, we have to be better. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not blaming y'all. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm not blaming y'all, but you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, you know, our defense wasn't good enough. Um, You know, Paul Gunther, our, our D coordinator, um, he's working every single day, you know, trying to improve every single area we can. And, you know, we got Rob Marinelli now. Um, he's texting every single D lineman every single day, <laughs> you know, asking about, you know, what are you doing? How is Ozzy doing? Every single day he's texting me what I'm doing to get better, be a better pass rusher. So, you know, for me personally, I've been, you know, I've been doing two days. Um, training twice a day, doing D-line workouts and everything like that. So um, once we get back, um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, having a new, you know, having a new coach in a different situation and trying to get everything, you know, in tune so we can be the best version of ourselves in, uh, in Vegas. Well, this is obviously a huge, huge offseason for the Raiders. You guys have a ton of cap space to sign some big-time free agents. You have some draft capital, two first-rounders, obviously, to get some big-time playmakers uh, in that building. So with that said, free agency comes first, March 18th, so we're going to start there. Who would you like the Raiders to sign? Do you have, like, a dream <laughs> list or a wish list? And are you recruiting players like, you know, Trayvon Mullen trying to get Byron Jones? What about you? Yeah, uh, for me, honestly, you know, I'm a big unique and Ngakwe uh, fan from the Jazz. Um, I think it would be awesome to learn from him. We train with the same guy. So, uh, yeah, you know, having another guy like that would be awesome. But, yeah, you know, Byron Jones would be awesome. <clears throat> Obviously, you know, it goes on and on. There's so many um, so many options out there. So we'll see We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm for me personally, I, I love playing with players that are, you know, that are great. You know, I, I like to – you know, hold myself to a high standard. So having people around me that are, you know, this have the same mentality and trying to be, you know, a pro bowler and all pro type player. Um, I'm trying to have that around 24 seven. So yeah, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Oh, don't get on me for coughing and all that. I got to clear my throat. All right, Fallon over here to try to get on me for coughing. No, 
But no, you you spoke on Rob Marinelli, man. I think that's that's pretty cool that he texting everybody all the time, checking on their day. That's kind of how Coach Ferrano used to do. Coach Ferrano used to text yeah. us all every single day and check on us. You know, rest in peace, Coach Ferrano. But now, Rob Marinelli, he is a hard-nosed coach. I don't know if you know <laughs> that yet, but he oh, in I your know. face. He in your <laughs> face, hard, hard-nosed coach, man. And this day and age that we in right now, man, you know, I know you're youngsters too, but a youngster too, but a lot of these youngsters coming in the NFL is soft, man. So, you know, Rob Marinelli, no. is, Rob Marinelli is you mother right in your face you know what i mean you better get your <laughs> stuff together you know what i mean you sure y'all sure y'all gonna be able to adapt to him man and be able to respond to him and play at a high level no absolutely you know it's it, it's kind of funny because my uh my last workout last year um before i went you know before uh, literally it was it was six days before the draft my last workout um, was with the Cowboys with Rob Marinelli one on one with all the people there, and it was like it was thirty to forty minutes. And I'm a Dallas boy. I'm from Dallas, so um, you know the workout went great. But I was huffing and puffing. I was passed, <laughs> almost passed out, and he was pushing me. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I was like, I need. I was like, Cowboys gotta draft me. They gotta draft me. I'm from here. Blah blah blah. I killed the workout. They're complimenting me. And, you know, they ended up not drafting me. But, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. Now he's here. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't, I can't wait. Um, he's, you know, he's going to push us to different limits. And that's exactly what, you know, what I want and I know this team needs. Um, you know, somebody, somebody that's going to push us and pass our limits. How is it going to feel, Mad Max, when you – um, because you're in Las Vegas, so you're going to save a lot of money out of California. So you're probably going to pull oh, yeah. up to – probably gonna pull up to the stadium in a nice mercedes or a little bentley or some or you know some some fancy how good is it gonna feel to pull up to the stadium in las vegas the first preseason game and understand and already knowing that you don't gotta play on no baseball diamond <laughs> <laughs> the best feeling on planet <laughs> you you have no idea how it feels to rush when you have Hey, I'm the hardest you. surface. Oh man! I hey, I used to yeah. tell I used to tell Derek Carr before the game. I'm like, bro, if you throw me a curl <laughs> route or an in route in this dirt and it's low, I said I ain't going <laughs> down to get it. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> We're fighting. I ain't going. I ain't coming up with the skin off my arms and all that. I said I'm just gonna <laughs> kick it. I'm gonna kick the ball. Like, bro, you better get my ball up. <laughs> To add to that, me and James used to always talk about when he, because he went, you know, he was with Green Bay for some time, and he comes to Oakland. You know, he he grew up in the Bay Area, so he was happy to come home. But when it came to the facilities, he was like, oh, Lord Jesus. Like, this looks like a JUCO facility compared to, to, you know, the Green Bay Packers. And now you guys are going to be state-of-the-art $2 billion stadium, and then your practice facilities, et cetera. Do you finally feel when you go and, and see how the stadium is being put together um, and just the progress it's made? Like, yo, this is what it feels like to be in the NFL. Like, all this nice stuff. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. You know, it's it's uh, it's kind of upsetting. You know, the people in Oakland are, are diehard. And it, it, it kind of sucks because, you know, they're upset and they want, you know, the, the Oakland Coliseum, Oakland County, or what was it? Oakland, Alameda County, County Coliseum, yes. Coliseum, <laughs> yeah. That 
you know, that, that stadium is, is historic. Um, and the people there literally love football more than anything. So it's not even like a football environment. It's like you're at a, like a rock concert or something. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be different. You know, the change of scenery is definitely going to be different, but, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. You know, the stadium, everything is going to be awesome. And I feel like Raider nation is going to be stronger than ever. You know, uh, this, this whole experience is going to be, is going to be a lot different, but, uh, we're definitely, we're looking forward to it. Um, we're just, you know, we're just trying to get in the playoffs and do our thing. And it's funny because James actually mentioned a few podcasts ago when you guys were named officially, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders, and we were talking about just the facility and the the practice facility. He said, I think this team is going to become even closer because when you have nice facilities, you're there like all the time on your days off. So you're (laughs) seeing these guys even more. And that with when he was with the Raiders, you know, you kind of, you know, when you're in your off days, you want to spend your off days in your nice little house because you're not going to some nice, big, beautiful facility. You know what I mean? Um, In Alameda. Yeah, exactly. No shade, but it's just true. Do you believe that to be true, that you guys possibly will get closer together? Um, Yeah, definitely. You know, our team's already close, you know, as it is. Um, As far as the locker room, you know, Jalen Rashard's running the the D-box. He's got the mic every single day. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's how we... That's how, that's how we bond, you know, we play music and use the, use the defense. So, um, yeah, you know, even if we had, you know, the, the typical Oakland, you know, locker room and all that, um, we were still super close. So, you know, no matter what environment we're in, I think we're going to be, you know, just fine. Max, we talk about, you know, um, making improvements on this defense. Where do you think the improvement needs to come from. For me, I go, you know, middle linebacker one, maybe maybe number one corner two, and then get some interior help, maybe a D tackle three. Where do you think the the help needs to come from, the improvement needs to come from? Um, I think we can get better, you know, in every single phase as far as, you know, from top to bottom. You know, we we were one of the worst defenses in football. Um I hate, I hate even saying that, it's, <laughs> you know, it's tough. I can't even put it out, you know, put it out in words, but it's, you know, it's the truth. And for me, um, it makes me upset because, you know, I, I play my ass off every single down and I'm trying to make us, you know, get to that level where there's nobody that's going to, you know, come in and think we're, you know, a slouch or anything like that. So, um, yeah, we got to get better on every level. Um, we're going to do that. Um, I have no, I have no doubt there. Um, we got we got a great coaching staff. We got a great training staff, um, and I think I think this uh, this team even even last year we went seven and nine, but we easily could have been ten and six. Um, I think that's you know that goes out to the defense. You know we could if we were to stop people and you know made made a couple more plays here and there, uh, we could have been you know a playoff team easily. So um, we're trying to be that. Uh, I think we're going to be that. And yeah, 2020 is going to be, is going to be, you know, something a lot different than what y'all saw last year. You know, Max, I, um, I kind of feel like, and I know I said it before, but I kind of feel like this day and age, man, the the young players coming in this game, you know, not you, I ain't, I ain't saying you, you know what I mean? Even, <laughs> even though, even though, even though you might, you know, I'm just, I'm just going off the way you, you play. I'm not saying you, but it's a lot of guys that come into this league young that think, you know, it's supposed to be a certain way just because they came from Alabama or came from USC or came from yeah. these colleges and been spoiled and all that. Then you get in the NFL and you soft, you know, and coaches <laughs> getting your, 
No, for real. And then coaches getting your face. Coaches, coaches getting your face, and you know you get in the tank, and then the coach got to come up to you after practice and apologize for yelling at you and all that. You know, back in the day, it was like they yell at you, you go home, you better come back, you work on what you got to work on. Ain't no apologizing or nothing. That boy, you better get your stuff together. So I say that because Coach Gruden is a hard coach. Coach Gruden is an in-your-face coach, and you you hear a lot of players that leave there and say, you know, they don't like Gruden or can't respect Gruden, and, you know, Gruden does this and does that. And I feel like it's because people just don't – can't accept hard coaching anymore and people in yeah. your face anymore, and that's the that's the type of perception that, that Gruden gets. But as a head coach, what's the relationship with Gruden and the players? Yeah, so that's funny you said that because, you know, the way I – the way I was brought up, um, you know, my dad, my dad stayed on my ass 24-7. Was, I was shit. I was six years old and he was yelling at me. And, you know, I hated it. You know, that, 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 that's me. That's me right now with my two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So for me, you know, I was, I got that from a young age. So, um, you know, Coach Gruden, you know, if you're, if you, you know, just like you said, if you're soft and you're not, expecting criticism and you've been, you know, handed everything and you're a five-star recruit and all that. Yeah. You probably don't want a guy telling you the truth, but you know, it is what it is for me. You know, I got, I had one offer. Um, I was a two-star guy. I went to Eastern Michigan. You know, I, I, I came up a lot different. So, you know, my, my, uh, my blood is a lot thicker than a lot of people. So, um, I love coach Gruden. You know, he has, he has nothing but good intentions and he just wants to win. So for me, you know, I just, you know, that's, that's all I think about, you know, we, we want to win. I, I want to win. I, I can't sleep at night, you know, thinking about losses last year and all that. So, um, you know, we're, we're definitely getting there, but I think we're weeding out the people that, you know, don't, you know, don't like to take criticism and, you know, accept the, you know, true facts. Yeah. Well, Matt Max, I know you just texted me right now. You said you only got five minutes because I know Fallon will keep you for an hour. He did not text you that. He did not text you. That's when my phone was going on. I was saying, Mad Max, I only got five minutes, bro, and then I got to get out of here. So, he did not you text know, you. Know, try not to keep you too long. I have a couple questions. I'm going to literally kill you, James. You are like the worst human being ever. <laughs> me, and, me and Max could finish this. I do only have a few minutes left, but you can go if you oh, want. Oh, Mad Max, it'll be 2.15. No, You'll be like, it will not be. man. <laughs> I literally hate both of you guys. Do you have to go, James? Because we could hang up on you. could hang up right no, now. No, I'm just saying, man. Max text me, so no, I'm just like, hey, cool. You guys didn't even have each other's number. I'm so over both you guys. Okay, <laughs> hold on. You were talking about criticism, Max, and it actually just, in my head, I just thought about Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell and how close you guys were and how, you know, people still, what, is that you, James? Stop playing music. And I don't got no music. Ain't nothing on over here for me. Oh, my God. Whatever. Anyways. And that, and that music I just played ain't nothing on that I got. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> but um, talking about Cleveland and how people still are, you know, the verdict is still out on him. And he was a reach at number four. I know you guys are close. Should we expect a huge jump from year one to year two? Because everybody knows you blew everybody's expectations out of the water. But, you know, it still remains to be seen if he was worth that number four pick. I just want to get your thoughts on on where Cleveland's at and and hopefully he does make a huge jump in year two. Yeah, you know, Cleveland Cleveland's playing great football, you know, the, the second half of the season. Um, I think for him, the biggest thing is mentally. You know, he's got he's to just be confident. That's the main thing. And, you know, 
being a number four pick, a lot comes with that. You know, you got a lot of pressure, you got a lot of expectations, all that. And for me, I was a fourth round pick when and nobody thought I was going to do anything. So, um, you know, it made it you know made it a little bit easier. But Cleveland, you know, he's a he's a baller, no doubt. Um, he's got he's got all the tools. He's big. He's fast. Um, not that fast, but <laughs> we, we still mess with him because he didn't run his 40, so he ain't that fast. <laughs> but besides that, yeah, he's, he's a baller. You know, he's like a brother to me. Um, we talk every day, um, and I think I think he's going to be a great player. You know, I need, I need him just as much as he needs me. Um, as far as he goes, that's how far I'm going to go. So, um, yeah, you know, we're working to get better every single day. I have two more questions, James. Do you want me to keep going? I know. I know. That's why Mad Max texts me five minutes. No, he didn't even text you. He doesn't more. even have your number. Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Do not listen to this. James do not, is not keeping it 300, but hey. that's cool. He, inbo- he inboxed me on Twitter. No, so, dude, up. this is too long. <laughs> He's only been on for 27 minutes. I literally have, we have three more minutes. Shut up. Um, anyways. Okay, I'm just checking. And you're, wasting, and you're wasting time right now talking. So, um, anyways, Max, Raider Raiders have two first-round draft picks, okay, 12th overall, 19th overall. Um, everybody's excited to see what Mayak and Gruden do with them. And James wants to go wide receiver, wide receiver. Come on now. I know, and I'm actually not opposed to that. My decision will be based yep. on what Mayak and Gruden do in free agency. I originally wanted them to go receiver, linebacker, but if you can get like a Corey Littleton, you know, in free agency, then I'm good with going receiver, receiver. With that said, oh uh, yeah. with that said, Trent Brown, he wants the Raiders to draft C.D. Lamb at 12. C.D. Lamb. But guess what? He ain't going to yeah. be there. He ain't going to be there. I think he's gone. I think he's going to be gone. You don't think so? No, I think that he's going to go to Arizona, bro. Like, that's what I think is going to happen. And I'm going to be sad, but that's okay. Why, why, why would Arizona draft another receiver, though? They, uh, they wanna, yeah, they want to pair him back with Kyler. Yeah, but Kyler. I, don't, I don't know if Arizona going to take – Arizona need to protect Kyler first before that's, they do anything. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Exactly. They're going to they're gonna take it whole line, man. Okay, well, we'll uh, see. I don't see C.D. dropping a 12. I hope he does. But anyways, do you have a strategy you would like to see the Raiders? Okay, so let me tell him my strategy first because I'm the one who said draft him too wide out. So okay. listen. Yeah. Okay, fine. Listen. <laughs> Mad Max had 10 sacks last year. Could you imagine with the RO line, with Jacobs in the backfield, with DC at quarterback, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb, Darren Waller, and Henry Ruggs. <laughs> Thank you. Could Thank you imagine you. how many – every time you took the field on defense, Mad Max, all you got to do is pin your ears back <laughs> and go get the quarterback because there is no stopping your offense. They are going to put no. up 35 to 40 points a game with all them weapons because they can't be stopped. And all you are going out there like, man, let's go get after this passer. Let me get my cardio <laughs> up. Let me get my cardio yeah. up so I can go get after this passer, man. <laughs> no, exactly. Max, I want to say something real quick before you respond. I actually saw something on Twitter with Henry Ruggs. I wasn't really a believer, and then I'm looking at some numbers. Henry Ruggs, since 2018, had 123 targets and only three drops only three drops and the Raiders have had the most drops in the NFL yeah. since 2014 so not only will he bring speed to that receiving core he's gonna provide reliability and we know a car needs some reliable targets so with that said but what I will say about that though Fallon that that could be deceiving a little bit because right. at Alabama every time he catch it 
he five yards of separation in the NFL. Yeah. It's yeah, gonna be a lot. Of, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot of tough catches. Him trying to catch and him DB swiping down. But here's him. also why that could be de- deceiving. His numbers, like production, people talk about his lack of production at Alabama and why he doesn't have like ridiculous numbers. You also have to remember there was only one ball to go around, and you had guys like Jerry Judy on the team, Devontae oh, yeah. Smith on the team. You know what I'm saying? Sure, hey. but he he might he might be that uh. That's how we kill. That's what you we know, said. Yeah. That's what we said. Yeah, we that's said that last podcast. That's why I'm saying go get both the boys, man. Exactly. Hey, if they're there. What do you think? What's your draft strategy? Do you have one? Do you would you prefer the Raiders to do something? I mean, you're a defensive player, but I'm sure you wouldn't mind some more help on offense. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, for me, shit, my dream job is to be a GM. So. Uh, yeah, for me, you know, um, C.D. Lamb is a stud. There's no question about it. Jerry Judy has a lot of a lot of Jerry Rice, Antonio Brown type qualities. You know, route running, and he's that type of guy. So, you know, obviously, you know, linebacker um, is a is a need that you know everyone keeps talking about. Um, you know, we have all the re- you know all the receiving options you can think of. You know, C.D. Judy, Henry Ruggs. Um, you know, they all have their own qualities, but I think either way, you're not going to miss. Um, so as far as the team, honestly, I don't know what we're going to do, but you know, I just, you know, I feel like they're going to make the best decision and help our, you know, help our team get better. No, I agree. I would love if Isaiah Simmons wasn't a top five pick. I wish we had a top five pick so we could get an Isaiah (laughs) Simmons on the team. Cause I would not mind getting that guy on the team. He is a ball player. Okay. He is a ball yeah, player, a though, but is he going to come down and stop that run, though? That's what we want to see. <laughs> you need a middle linebacker that exactly. could cover. We need you need, definitely need a middle linebacker that could cover, too. <laughs> but, you know, what if Tennessee get in the playoffs? <laughs> oh, <okay>. you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Too uh, you know, Isaiah, you better come down there and tackle now. That's 260 running at 230. Yeah, you're too you shady. Know, exactly. Well, last thing, so we can let you go. Um, The last time you were on the podcast, you said that you and Darren Waller had something in the works when it came to collabing on a rap album. (laughs) I need some exclusive details here on Keeping It 300. Is that going to come to fruition? Max Crosby. One one thousand percent. He's moving in uh, to Vegas in the next week. So, yeah, we're definitely, you know, we got some time. So we're going to. We're going to make some things happen, no doubt. Is it going to be like uh, your album featuring Darren Waller or Darren Waller album featuring you or just a dual album? <laughs> I can't spill all the beans, but yeah, it's going to, we're done. We're going to make some things happen. Dang. Okay. okay, at least you spilled a little bit of beans. I hope I will be, we'll be breaking a little bit of a story. <laughs> and you have a big house there. You got more bang for your buck. I heard that you bought a house as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got a beautiful home. Uh, it's kind of lonely. It's kind of weird because I'm by myself. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. Pool, swim daily, <laughs> do my thing. So yeah, I can't complain. And I'm sure you're going to be excited when you get them them game checks, and you don't have fifty percent <laughs> taken out of it because, like you were when you were in California. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, exactly. I'm telling you right now, boy, that right there. I I stopped even looking at my paychecks. I looked at one paycheck in California. After that, I ain't never looked at another one. <laughs> No, literally. Literally. No, no, no. I'll throw them in the trash. I'll be, 
be so upset about it. You were like, oh, I'm about to get paid. And you saw it. You were like, hold on, where my money at? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. Keeping it 300. James Jones is the biggest hater. Number one <laughs> hater of the year. But we wish you nothing but the best. You're a very exciting player. We cannot wait to see what 2020 holds for you and for the Las Vegas Raiders. So weird to say Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Mad Max, I got one more question for you, bro, before we get up out of here. Oh, you I'm, got one more question. Okay. How many how many times did Fallon uh, text you and call, how it. many times did Fallon text you and call you before this podcast even started, man? <laughs> 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 okay, now both of y'all both of y'all are now not keeping it three hundred because both, I'm gonna go back on my text message. Oh messages. man. Hey, Max. She texts me. Text me one. She texts me one hour, thirty minutes, fifteen minutes, ten minutes. minutes. And he, hey, but here's why, Max. Because don't clear your throat. No, don't do this. Yeah, because here's why, Max. James Jones is the biggest flake in the history of flakes. Okay. Uh, I gotta be the flake. He'll say ten o'clock. All these podcast episodes we've done. Oh, I gotta because be I've had to like literally make sure you don't forget. How many times <laughs> has you called me been like, "Ooh, I forgot," uh, or "Ooh, I can't yeah. do it." Ooh. You know, he gives man, me anxiety. Max, he gives me anxiety. Max probably like, man, I'm blocking her number after this. <laughs> after this. No, no, Max, did I say texting you as a reminder? We'll call you around 10 15, 10 20. Y'all are all haters. <laughs> Never mind. I don't wish uh, you good luck in 2020, stupids. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank uh, you guys so much for having uh, me I appreciate uh, it no doubt. peace out James Jones officially the biggest hater on the face of the planet <laughs> and that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300 I hope you enjoyed the show till next time for James and Max I'm Fallon and we're out peace <laughs>